Good evening, good afternoon, or possibly good morning, depending on the time it is you've chosen to tune in to Eat the Storms, the poetry podcast for this very special episode. This is our prize poetry party because this is the month of June and all this month, all around the world, we have been celebrating the LGBTQAI plus community. And today, here on the podcast, we get to listen to those voices. Thanks to all of you who are tuning in on platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Podbean, Player FM, Overcast, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Podcast Addicts and iTunes. My name is Damien B. Donnelly and today I get to be the party MC and what an honour that is. I grew up in Dublin here in Ireland, coming to terms with my own identity and sexuality at the end of the 1980s, the beginning of the 1990s, where it was difficult, to say the least, to find my place to find a mirror image of myself, a queer person in the newspaper, on the television, on the streets. And it was certainly next to impossible to find a place to share my voice. So I cannot tell you now what a blessing it is to be able to put together this special episode and to share it with all of you so that you can see and hear the diversity, the bravery and the creativity of the queer community. Today, including myself, we have 20 poets from all around the world who are all part of the LGBTQAI plus community who are sharing their stories, their wins, their skins, their bruises, their losses, their desires. And my God, for a pride poetry party, the temperature is certainly on a high heat. Novelist and gay author James Baldwin, the author of Giovanni's Room, said to the Village Voice in 1984, you have to go the way your blood beats. If you don't live the life you have, you won't live some other life. You won't live any life at all. This is the Pride Poetry Party 2023 here at Eat the Storms, the poetry podcast. My name is Damien B. Donnelly and it is so amazing to be here among all these bright, brave and bloody brilliant voices. So it's time for you to settle down on the sofa, on the bed, in the car with a cosmopolitan, a screwdriver, a sex on the beach, a Harvey Wallbanger cocktail and something to pacify the appetite and to help you Enjoy the show. First guest today on this very special Pride episode is no stranger to Eat the Storms as he's been a frequent fantastic guest. He is the creator of music, poetry and pop projects like Andy Bell is Torstein and Downey's Braid Association. His work has appeared in publications like Travesties, Queerlings, Ice Flow, The Poetry Bus, Pilot Press's Queer Anthology of Healing and Avalanches in Poetry, Leonard Cohen Tribute Anthologies. His recent pamphlets include Café Kaput, Fuck Pig Zitgeist, 
Cold de Sacrilege from Polari Press in 2020, and forthcoming Bo Bo Sadisto from Black Room Poetry. I'm delighted to welcome the always exceptional from the UK, Barney Ashton Bullock. Hi Damien, it's Barney Ashton Bullock here. I'm going to read a poem from my latest queer collection, Cold de Sacrilege, out with Polari Press. This is a poem called Figgy, Figgy Manquim. Dextrous omnilingus of Figgy, Figgy Manquim, like the fizzy, kicky kiss of insectocutors in deft sequence dance. Volt, stabby tongues, lance to mince delish such sweet meat, coital, cream pie quince with scabbard licks to ruffle to dog ears the crutchless environs of such well-thumbed aged powdering kexa latex once so skin-fused but so soon so loose unfurled unloved undone Sexy sup-up to trussy slipways flotsam, it's frothy cumachino, the conducting baton of prick, the spindly conducted pantograph of akimbo legs, the short sharp shock circuitry of flash flood gasm, the gloriana glistening monstrance of decided discharge. It's leakage from the transept of the pumped rump ramparts of we workday already forlorn post coitly forsaken foe braggard power bottoms who are transfigured in the balming bless of plenty plenty come from succubi supplicants whom we immure with the imminence of the every man, the every day, the all hallows bellow of saint on each primordial enclosure. From such primal writhe we will rise triumphant from the blitzoid bolt of such buggering blast we leave the till and toil of parched flatlands for a quenching glimpse of the rolling verdant. Not only is my next guest a regular here in the Storms, and therefore a much beloved Stormer, but they've also appeared in the Storms Journal, and for that I feel so bloody lucky. They are a Pushcart nominated poet and the author of the full-length collection We Know Each Other By Our Wounds, that exceptional collection that stole our breath back in 2020, which was published by Animal Heart Press. And they are also the author of the pamphlet Breakfast Before Birds from Finishing Line Press. 
When I first met them online, they were living in the United States, but now they've returned to the United Kingdom after 10 years being abroad. And they now work as a freelance editor and writing coach and let our bookshelves prepare themselves because they are currently putting together a new collection. This is the astounding Jude Marr. Hello, my name is Jude Marr. I live in England now, close to the Welsh border, and I'm trans. Do you want to know a secret? These bags of fat hanging off my chest will be gone soon, pruned like dead wood from a trunk that has struggled under weight of patriarchal drag for decades. Count the rings that run through my so solid body. Count the new hairs pushing out through coarsened skin growth already grey. This is my puberty, rerun, my back to the future boyhood. But the boy was always present, even when squeezed inside a body so wrong that every inch crawled, every hair became thorn. The boy who chose Clark Kent over Superman who chose erector sets and electric trains. That boy remains. So, back to a Beatles mixtape and uncertain pitch, and back to a future obit for a man named Jude, who years ago changed his name. Hey Jude, it's been a long and winding road. Next up, we have a queer poet and an educator recently moved from Iowa to Oregon in the United States. And earlier this week, I got to meet, chat and be interviewed by him on Zoom as I was an invited guest on his Sunday Sweet Chats video podcast series, which he started to coincide with the release of his recent pamphlet, Artificial Sweetness, which was published by Finishing Line Press. The Sunday Sweet Chats are now available on YouTube and I will be popping up there later in July. He has an MA in Creative Writing with a Poetry Concentration from the Southern New Hampshire University and also an MFA in Writing from Lindenwood University. With poems appearing in literary journals and anthologies, he is also the author of several chapbooks including Salem Revisited from Word Tech editions and a full collection read my lips which was published in 2022 by david robert books later this year chelsea books will release his second full-length collection if the world were a quilt which i hope you will come back to the podcast and share poems with us then but for now this is charles k carter hi my name is charles k carter and i'm a queer poet from the united states Thank you, Damien, for inviting me back to Eat the Storm's Poetry Podcast for this very special Pride episode. The poem I'm going to read today is called Quarantine Lover, and it was originally published by Tilted House. They say you shed an outer layer of skin every two weeks. So when the expert said to stay at home, we made a love nest. And as we exercised and played cards and ate breakfast in bed, I became refreshed 
became new again and again and again and again and again and again and again and... But as soon as the city opened up, he fled. And now I can't eat maple syrup without the memory of his erect nipples. And I can't look at the Uno deck without imagining his smug winning face. And I am surrounded by eight ghosts of him floating around this empty apartment, wishing they would become whole and hold me once again. For my next guest, we are heading to County Carlow here in Ireland for a poet who was with us recently for our special Poetry Day Ireland episode where he was representing his own hometown, of course, of Carlow. He is the author of the collection Reading John Ashbury in Costa Coffee Carlo, which was a dual language edition in Tranas, Sweden and Carlo, Ireland back in 2019. And he was shortlisted for the Shine Strong 2020 Poetry Award. And his second collection, Sipping Martinis Under Mount Leinster, is due out later this summer. He has had work appearing in places like The Irish Times, Irish Pages, The Honest Ulsterman and Skylight 47, to name but a few. Taking a break from being a lecturer at Carlow College St. Patrick's, this is Derek Coyle. Hello, I am Derek Coyle and I am based in Carlow, Ireland. And I'm going to read a poem commissioned by Carlow Pride called Carlow Poem Number 79 and I identify as gay. So here's uh, Carla poem number 79. It is like a feeling you cannot throw out. It should be planted in the flower beds by the barn, outside pimento, this pride. In a dream, I kiss its hands and can see its rainbow stretch from the Brownshill Dolman all along the Pollerton Road. It spills out onto Tulla Street all across the road and turns right at the library up College Street and into the grounds of St Patrick's, where its laughing head splits in all directions to dance this jig of life. Like we are all on stilts, this eternal party, dressed in hot pink, indigo, violet, yellow, green. Proud of the love that lives in our hearts, as if walking on air. The children blow rainbow bubbles with love hearts on their faces, painted in orange, turquoise, red. This isn't too difficult, how we celebrate this pride. I see dogs run around the lawns of St. Pat's with little rainbow ribbons on their tails. We are not like a dull mannequin in a shop window, unable to speak, inert, dead, as our hearts are made of flesh beating with love and blood, joy pulsing every vein. There is life in this town. I see two men kiss under the liberty tree 
free. I see two women stroll in the town park. They stop beside the barrow. It seems to waltz. I hear them hum. The ducks and swans look on. We are heading back to the United Kingdom now for the co-founder and host of Diversion at Ledbury Poetry, a spoken word evening showcasing emerging talent next to established poets. And also, most recently, the author of the debut poetry collection, Don't Forget Your Toothbrush, which was published by our friends over at the fantastic Flight of the Dragonfly. And if you've been to any of the Dragonfly Zoom events, and if you haven't, shame on you, you will undoubtedly have been captivated by this poet's readings, though they are much more than just readings, they are performances. Her poetry tends to focus on lesbian stereotypes, love, lust and friendships, and she is known for being raunchy. Excellent. She's performed at Brighton Fringe, Elfest, and most recently at Out and Wild Festival. I am delighted to welcome for the first time to Eat the Storm, though hopefully not the last, Emma Clousley. Hello, my name's Emma Clousley. I'm from Brighton and I identify as lesbian. My poem's called Steamy Goddess Define Me. You, steamy goddess, didn't seem quite articulate enough to describe you, so I thought I would use Google to find a new word or two types in posh word for steamy you clammy goddess you dank dewy drenched dripping goddess well it is very hot you misty muggy goddess you goddess of all that is oozy saturated soaked Wettish with goddess rising through the waves. You moist, wet, erotic. Gosh, Google, behave. Steamy, steamy, steamy. Let's try the Oxford English Dictionary to move away from endless lists of salacious fictionary. And there it is. Standing out on the page, lubricious. Offensively displaying or intended to arouse sexual desire. Somehow I think we've skipped past the titillating stage. I see you lustfully leering at my Mr. Whippy ice cream. Me who was ever so innocently looking for words similar to steam as it drips dangerously down my fingers. Melting in the sun, I can tell your mouth is longing and I want to give you one. I think I'll just stick to you, steamy goddess. You, who has my gaze drawn intently to your bodice. Steam sounds so delicious when it's written down on paper. But when we stand face to face, you turn my ink into vapour.
Now for my next guest, we are traveling out as far as possible before we actually start coming back towards ourselves. Because right now we are heading to Aotearoa, to New Zealand for their Poet Laureate for 2022 to 2024, who is the author of three collections published by Auckland University Press. How to be dead in a year of snakes. He's so mask and super model minority which was long listed for the 2023 Ockham New Zealand Poetry Awards and also shortlisted for the 2023 Lambda Literary Award for Gay Poetry. Along with Emma Barnes, he edited Out Here, an anthology of Takatapui and LGBTQIA plus writers from Aotearoa. It is my honour now to hand you over to Chris Teese. Kia ora koutou, my name is Chris Teese, and I'm the New Zealand Poet Laureate for 2022 to 2024. And this is a poem from my most recent collection, Supermodel Minority. It's called White Flag. I surrender my body to all histories, the visible and the vanished, piercing through the afterglow of erotic waste, like holes in the tight shirts I used to wear to attract older men. Now they only attract moths, light drunk and in search of keratin. That was me before I knew how to recognise my own hand, punching every wall in my path, skin perforated and refusing to hold any shape, at least the ones I considered desirable. I craved the colour black to contain me. I shunned white because it reveals too much when you're considered dirty. A needle pulling thread doesn't always leave a stitch. Buried deep on a VHS tape in our TV cabinet was a 90s hunk in red tartan boxer shorts, seduced by one of his teachers. I coveted those shorts so I would know what it might feel like to be desired. It didn't work. Nor did the jock straps or the tank tops or the faux snakeskin pants all worn for show and to tell ultimately nothing. Fortune's fool learns to simmer in vain, correcting their course with one bloodied and bruised hand. I know this is my body. I know this is my refuge. I know sometimes I must take away its privacy to make amends with what I was afraid to deem plain or ornamental. We are now off to London in Canada for our next guest who is no stranger again to eat the storms or the storms journal as he was one of our inaugural issue contributors and his work has also appeared in Christmas Winter Volume 2 from Blackbow Poetry, Trials and Tribulations, Short Circuit, The Wild World, Haiku Pond and Words Gathered. His words travelling to places like the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Malta, Thailand and of course Canada. His children's book was included in the State of Texas Assessment of Academic Readiness and it is a pleasure to have him back with us today. This is Ryan Gibbs. Thank you Damien for inviting me onto this special episode of Eat the Storms. I am here on the island of Lesbos in Greece 
at a writer's retreat and I'm feeling very inspired by my surroundings. The poem I'm going to read was published in Sylvia magazine and is called Awakening. I planted you a sunflower, hoped it would make you proud, but the earth that ate its seeds gave back nothing in return. So I focused on my breath, visualizing its growth. Now on this special episode celebrating queer poetry and pride, I'm delighted to say that my next guest is our featured poet of the week. They have three solo pamphlets to their name, Fragments from Before the Fall, which was published by Baraboura Press in 2021, No Holes Barred from Nupercalia Press in 2022, and most recently, Fifth Wheel Press just launched their new pamphlet, Trauma. They also have collaborative works, including Gender Flux, which came from Nine Pens Press in 2022, and all three of those collaborators joined us last year in the podcast, and also Mechanizations from Trick House Press from 2022. They are the assistant editor to Full House Literary Magazine and have been nominated for both a Pushcart Prize and Best of the Net. With work in over 150 publications, including the Storms Journal, and several anthologies that include Queer Writing for a Brave New World from Out on the Page, Responses to Derek Jarman's Blue from Pilot Press, and Recreation, a Queer Poetry Anthology. It is with enormous pride that I hand you over to our Poet of the Week for this special Pride episode. This is the bloody brilliant J.P. Seabright. Hello everyone, I'm JP Seabright and it's an absolute delight to be back on Eat the Storms. Um, my last outing here was for the special Pride uh, issue last year, so rather wonderful to be back. Thank you, Damie, for, for having me back on. So I'm going to read um, a selection of poems uh, that are all very queer in one way or another, um, some new and some very new, uh, so that's fun. This first one was recently published in the Queer Life, Queer Love 2 anthology, which is a brilliant selection of poetry and prose um, celebrating queer life. Um, it's called Queen's Road, Peckham. The morning after my 40th birthday, I stood on the station platform after staying the night at my friend's. Since daybreak, I'd been on his laptop sending messages to you on Facebook to ask where you were, where had you been, why did you not come and meet me? And sorry if you called and I didn't reply, but my phone had been nicked just hours before in the RVT by a man who was dancing close to me, which felt kinda sexy in the nightclub sweat and alcoholic haze of my birthday cocktails, but proved only stupid when I discovered it gone, pinched like my ass by a stranger in the dark. I stood on the platform that Aquarian morning, a new decade before me, and recalled your reply, how you went somewhere else, couldn't be bothered to meet, which was fine on one level, as we weren't an item, not even a label, just an occasional shag, and not a great one at that. And I wasn't that fussy, but it was my birthday, and it was customary to get laid. 
So I'll be honest, I was disappointed. I'd expected more. Not just a grope and kiss under the Vauxhall arches, but we never spoke again after that. Maybe because I wrote to you just a few days later, once I had a replacement phone, to tell you that I'd stood on the station platform that post-birthday morning, and it was all I could do not to throw myself screaming onto the tracks and into the path of the oncoming train. So a little bit of queer trauma there for you. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, this next one is very new and it's all queer joy um, and essentially about reclaiming those words that are often used uh, to hurt us. Um, I hope the language doesn't offend anyone. It's called You Fucking Dyke. You Fucking Dyke. Caesar says to Corky towards the end of the movie, and I have never felt more seen, more heard, and so hard it hurts, throbbing with queer joy for an actual lesbiconic sex scene that feels real, all sweat dripping and lingering kisses and fierce fucking fingers and tongues. But it's the inflection of C's words, the rise at the end, the surprise and realisation of Violet's betrayal that really makes this scene that validates me. I wear that exclamation like a badge of honour, a sash bound round my sexually liberated hips. You fucking dyke. Yes, I said. Yes, I am. Yes. A change of uh, tone now, and this next one is about those often bittersweet memories of first or early queer relationships. Um, it's called Splitting, and it's published in the uh, the, the, the most recent uh, issue of 14 Poems, issue 10. 14 Poems is a fantastic um, collection of just 14 poems, uh, each, each issue um, worldwide, uh, definitely worth checking out. I split my lip, sweet tang of pain, taste of blood, reminds me of the last time with you. As I lie under Lempicka's The Sleeper, desiring anything but sleep. The way you curved your palm under my buttocks, cupping me, holding on, owning me. I run my tongue along the cut, Savouring warm hurt, remembering us fucking in filthy attic rooms, mattress on the floor, in hotel bathrooms, biting your hand, impaled against the door. Thrown onto streets, a gang of boys threw stones at us, called us names, one rock hit your neck. I chased him, caught him, fists drawn back, ready to strike until he spits at me. His, his saliva spunking my lips like yours had that morning as we climbed over each other into the day, dawn breaking upon our sweat-slicked limbs. You split me into a person wanted for the first time with the wound so easily reopened. Okay, so this last one, uh, which is another new one, um, and I guess, I hope, appropriately enough for this special Pride uh, podcast, is called You're So Gay, You Probably Think This Poem Is About You. 
Queer the area, we've got a live one here. Your body a bundle of traumas and hormones. Shirts so sharp you could cut yourself shaving. Jeans so baggy they could house a small pit bull. Skin a star field of love bites and slash scars and faded tattoos. Do you remember that time we got chucked out of the loose? I was down on my knees and so into you. Fags for the memories, all those so bad at goods times, all those endless nights swimming against the tide, chilling with the vibe at lower the tone, ducking and diving at the working man's club, dance floor full of dykes at unskinny bop. I miss those days, waking up on your living room floor, morning after the night before, the loves lost and won, the girls that got away, I never imagined I'd one day be grey. Never imagined we'd be heading backwards, that those shiny queer spaces would one day be closed. Oh, how we took our freedom for granted. Rights fought and won would now be rescinded, whilst we were looking the other way. Being normal and mainstream and fucking assimilated. Flashing our pink pound, we want to go shopping. Are we sometimes only happy when we're being hated, being othered and ostracised and wow, that's really fucked up, now so queer as folks it seems. But somehow we've made it to the other side, older but not wiser, slower, a little wider, not quite so achingly hip with hips that are sore and aching. In bed before eleven and no longer dancing, bones a little brittle and hair a little thinner, I still get wet when I think about you. The hickeys have long gone, carpet burns too, it's been a while since making out came good. But we're lovers and fighters, survivors too, though I'm tired of surviving and want to start living. Is it too late to start now I've hit my half century? I wonder how the me in that alternative timeline is doing. Are they having more luck? Is she getting more fucks? Is she happy and well and actually sleeping? Is she going to the gym and keeping the weight off? Bitch, butch, tell me your dreams, do they ever come true? You're so fucking gay that you probably think this poem is about you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Next up today, we have a guest who's been with us twice already this year as he read for County Donegal on our Poetry Ireland special episode. And he was also a guest on our regular podcast episode just last week. So I'm delighted to welcome him back to East the Storms. He is a French-Irish poet who often writes in Irish and English. And last week, he demonstrated his skill at multiple languages. Most recently, he was shortlisted for the Unpert New Writing Prize and his work has appeared in places like the London Magazine, Pop Magazine and Loft Books. It is with enormous pleasure and huge pride that I hand you over once again to the fantastic Dominic J. Sweeney. An Education Chain One A scant passages Muffle laughter. They interlock, pure as daisy chains. We handle them with trepidation, sensitive to their break.
corridors decorate, streets sneer, splinters, companions, and homes. This melancholy seems capable, looping, locking one's own chains. Neither petals nor perfumes, though each bloom consumes. Ah, shame. The same dexterous devices could mishandle such gross chain too. And those who cannot do teach a standard, a chain of events. Witnesses the unconditional becomes conditional. My next guest today is based here in Dublin and again she is no stranger to Storm Shelter as she was with us recently in person and here on the podcast thanks to being a contributor to the second issue of the Storms, our journal of poetry, prose and visual arts. She has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize, long listed for the BSSA Best Short Fiction Prize and was shortlisted for the Dublin South Library's Poetry Competition. And just last year, her debut short story collection, Possible Worlds and Other Stories, was published by Ellipsis Imprints. With work in places like Poetry Ireland, The Liminal Review, Ireland House, and, as I said earlier, The Storms, this is Rachel Handley. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Handley. Um, I'm reading my poem, Woman Adjacent, which was originally published by Ireland House. Um, in the Washing Windows 3 anthology um, in May this year. So this is Woman Adjacent. Woman Adjacent. That makes sense, doesn't it? And not quite that shape. If I try her on, she fits me for a day, then slithers off like a weary skin. But not a him either. Adjacent, not perpendicular. Everything between one shape, another shouting heartache when someone else is placed over me, when an imposter breaks bones to tell me who I am. Thanks. Okay, next up, it's me. So, hello from me. I am Damien B. Donnelly. I am a gay poet based here in Ireland, although for 25 years I lived in London, Paris and Amsterdam. And this poem that I'm going to read today is called Declare Votre Flamme. Declare Your Flame. And it is from my full collection Enough, which was published last year by the Hedgehog Poetry Press, and it's based on my time living in Paris. 
couple of translations before I begin. Nancy boy is a derogatory term for gay. Rudas Archive is Street of the Archives, located in the very gay quarter of Le Marais in Paris. Le Magot is a rather slightly posh touristy restaurant in the very chic area of Saint-Germain. Golubos Sans Filtre are a brand of filterless cigarettes. And there is a reference to diarist Anais Nin and her American erotic novelist lover, Henry Miller. Declare votre flamme. Ripened Nancy Boy. New to Rudy's Archive. The sense of flesh finally in flame. Names cannot drown you after you've Nancy learned boy. to swim. Faggot. Faggot. Only an edging now Sissy. to wear on the cuff. Faggot. Paris is a partnership in the early days of courtship. Learning how to cultivate an appetite for beauty despite the concrete corners its histories have thought to cut into a diamond that can never be set. Learning how to hold, how to be held, understanding when to plead for more and how to say enough before one is left to bleed while the left bank illuminates over the final droplets of inspiration. You do not tame the beast, but climb your way cautiously to the top on occasion. Like Eiffel did when every Parisian party pronounced him crazy, demanding submission to that overgrown erection. Now they can't get enough, but always err on the edge of aloof. Mary. Early on, it was all about being seen in places of select. A la terrasse in Saint-Germain with the slow service of Le Lighting liaisons with Galois sans fil. Later, with sex much less pingal performance and now more interesting observation from the Pompidou. We moved east, where she once sang of those regrets we never considered, while lying breathless au bouche tongues plunged into everything. In the beginning, was our sheep. We evaded documents in beatnik basements, crawling closer to the definition of everything that turned out to be nothing. Like Nancy Boy names Nancy that never drown. Faggot. But later, queer. Above Sissy. ground. We hung away fancied faggoted cuffs to open diaries as if we were all nins and you, Paris. Smirking like a miller we thought we could never have enough of. 
new boil Nancy boy, new to the zalumet, the sense of flesh finally inflamed. We are now heading to the United States and to rural Minnesota for a bisexual poet and human trafficking survivor. And she says herself that writing is her radical way to connect with fellow survivors. Her poems have appeared in places like View magazine, 300 Days of Sun, Other Worldly Women Press, The Elevation Review and Exist Otherwise. She created the Leo Literary Journal which is an online journal dedicated to women writers affected by incarceration, addiction or domestic violence, which you can find out more about at www.leoliteraryjournal.weebly.com. It is an honour now to hand you over to Elizabeth Gady. Abigail, a poem by Elizabeth Gady, first published by Otherworldly Women Press in their Behind Closed Doors anthology in 2022. Abigail. You are more than my mere diagnosis. Trading personality labels like playing cards. The Broken Brain Club. You are the most in-depth reflection of all that is good in me. You are the lighthouse that withstands the gnashing winds of my trauma. We have both struggled to breathe, pressed spine down. Carved herringbone, silvered, slivered scars into our skin. But this is not a trauma bond. This is a coming home. A shutting of doors on the outside world the tiny span of your palm on my back, a safe haven from shame, the sharp furnace edges of hip bone, a twitching velvet nose, a shuttered sapphic place where women use their mouths and voices and hands, redefining boundaries of self. We have been awash with intimacy and I let the wave of you carry me into the future. This beastly human experience made bearable by you. This love is an anchoring. I carry you rooted into me. We are now off to London now for another returning stormer and I always enjoy it when he comes along to perform in this podcast and performance is definitely what he does here, possibly because he has a degree in drama, theatre and performance studies from Roehampton University. 
He is an artist who likes nothing more than collaborating, exploring different topics and themes in his poetry, and he has two projects out at the moment. They are Beauty Within the Cracks, which he performed part of last year here in Eat the Storms, and Art is My Superpower. Taking a break from working on his third poetry project, I am so thrilled to welcome back to Eat the Storms, Manny. Hello everyone, I'm Manny. That's all in capitals. Uh, happy Pride Month to everyone. And I hope you're having a great Pride Month so far. Thank you for having me again, Damien. It means so much. Today, I'm going to do a piece called Rise, which is the first official poem of my new poetry project that I'm working on at the moment. In this piece, I'm talking about how I've been through a lot, but I'm in a place now where I feel like I'm ready to rise and see what's next. So I hope you all enjoy. Rise. I've been through some heavy storms. Journeying through, I've fallen down. Even when I tried to get up, I found myself back on the ground again. In those silent moments, I reminded myself to breathe. And reflect, because I've come so far. Overcome many trials and tackled numerous obstacles. I flew up to embrace the joy of life. My wings are a lot stronger now and still glowing so radiant. I'm ready to take the next steps up, elevating to the next level, taking my time as I move swiftly with elegance. Sparking my fire, spinning my magic in the air as the stillness adds to the ambience. My eyes observes its every movement as it burns and glows with passion. Happiness filled my soul as enthusiasm overcame uncertainty. Dreams and aspirations still shine so dazzlingly in a distance. I now see these things that have happened were vital for me to learn so I could rise. To understand that no matter what happens, it's okay to fall. It's how you ascend from the ashes and rubble after everything burns. I'm turning my hurt and those chapters that weren't so good into a story of strength, power, and triumph. Thank you very much. Happy Pride Month to everyone. Thank you for having me again, Damien. It means so much, and I hope you've all enjoyed today. Thank you.
We now have another returning guest, Stormer, here to the podcast. The author of the chapbook Circumference from Finishing Line Press, Carcass from Seven Kitchens Press, Hike from Bear Creek, and the full-length collection Nightlight, which was just published by Salmon Poetry. He is the founding editor of the always excellent Impossible Archetype, an international journal of LGBTQ plus poetry, which is now in its sixth year. His poems have appeared in places like the Irish Times, Poetry Ireland Review, Banshee, Boyne Berries, The Honest Ulsterman, as well as appearing in anthologies like Querying the Green, Post 2000 Queer Irish Poetry. He was highly commended in 2019 for the Patrick Cavanagh Poetry Award. In 2020, was shortlisted for the Kurt New Writing Prize and also selected as Poetry Ireland's Introduction Series. And last year, I nominated him for a Pushcart Prize for his contribution to the Storms Journal. This is the bloody brilliant Mark Ward. Hi, my name is Mark Ward and I'm delighted to be back on Eat the Storms. This poem is after Henry Robertson Craig's painting, Sunset. The sea has called the tides in for dinner. We walk the strand, submerged throughout the day, relishing the wet sand, hugging our boots. The first dinghy we come to is occupied. Tom, from last month, supine and stargazing, watches us pass in his periphery. We find a small sailboat and settle in. For once, we seem equally excited. We watch the sunlight become indirect. You worry that the dunes are busier. I kiss you and it feels like the funfair where we first met. The others are watching the boys we were find each other again. For my next guest, I'm delighted to welcome a queer Manx poet who lives in Brighton and Hove and has been published in over 16 anthologies and numerous publications, including Poetry Wales, The Moth, Rialto, Butcher's Dog and Stand. His brilliant debut pamphlet, Throat Bone, was published by Uncollected Press in 2020, followed by Queerfella, which jointly won the Rialto Open Pamphlet Competition in 2020. In 2022 and 2023, Nine Pens Press published two anthologies which he was involved with, about our mothers and about our fathers. And this year, Polari Press published his pamphlet, Isle of Sin, and Valley Press published The Whole Island, from which you're going to hear a poem today. And I'm very excited also about the fact that he might come back later on on this season to read some more poems from those two pamphlets. But for now, this is the ballsy, boisterous, but always brilliant, Simon Madrill. I am Simon Madrill. I'm going to read you a poem from my new book, The Whole Island, which is out in the Isle of Man and launches in the UK on the 5th of July. Um, this poem was also published in Under the Radar this spring. 
1991, I stepped out of my skin. For the first time, there was a young man sucking a cock, like he'd arrived back home at last. Not in the sense of the 70s, oblong blocks of Manx ices unwrapped and shoved into a round cone, but more so that rocket lolly, you remember, wide at the bottom, ridged with a sweet-lipped tip of white chocolate. The 90s wonder of what dialing 0898 offered. Cool, fresh and wild for it. Until just after that moment of melting white, hundreds and thousands flashed by, now too exposed to survive so raw. I crawled back into my skin, sagging and dragging itself to the bathroom. Then I threw up. Thank you. For my next guest, we are heading to Cardiff in Wales for a Best of the Net nominee, whose work has appeared in over 60 magazines, including Rust and Moth, One Art and Homology Lit. His spine-tingling, earth-shattering and totally addictive first chapbook, Spectrum of Light, was published in 2020 by Animal Heart Press, which he has read poems from on this podcast many times, and I am indebted to him for sharing those poems with us growing up as a gay boy being kicked like a football around the playground of bullies. He's currently working on a new collection and for that I cannot wait. This is the blooming brilliant and currently rather lusty poetry of David Hamlin. Hi everyone, my name is David Hamlin and I'm a Cardiff-based poet. It's great to be here at the Pride Party episode of the Eat the Storms podcast. I'd like to say a big thank you to Damien for inviting me to feature once again. I'm going to read for you a poem that's just been published in the queer journal Troublemaker Firestarter. In volume four, Sad Poems for Horny People. This is called Pull. I'm out. I'm out, out, all night and morning, where he finds me, after hours of exchanging sex eyes with others. He comes close, then moves away, repeats the same behaviour. He's fit, but is he into me? Is he some deranged stalker? It gets weird and old, and I divert my attention elsewhere. Until he comes body close, shows me his phone. On his screen, I'm going home, wanna come with me? 
I nod, trying to look cool but keen. He mouths, discreet. Minutes later, we tumble into a taxi. Lust, the vapour, fueling our journey. Thank you very much. We are now heading back to Canada for a writer, editor, visual artist, Pushcart Prize nominee and the publisher of Iceflow Press, who started out studying at the Antioch Theatre in Ohio before moving to New York City and working in the theatre. His exceptional visual poetry collection Eden was published in 2021 by Floodlight Editions and he's had work in the anthology The Book of the Pentaract from Pentaract Press and is forthcoming in Seeing in Tongues, The Pain Scale Project and the new anthology from She, Press, Glisk and Glimmer. And I'm delighted to be featured there with him. In terms of previous journals, he's appeared in places like Anti-Heroin Chic, Fevers of the Mind, Acropolis Journal, and of course, it was an honour to have him appearing in the Storms Journal. He is an exceptional supporter of artists around the world. This is the very wonderful soul of Robert Freed Kenter. This is Robert Freed Kenter. I'm coming to you from Canada, and it's a delight to be returning to Eat the Storms with host Damien Donnelly. And I'm honored to be reading at the Pride Celebration. Thank you so much. I'm going to read a poem dear to me. Uh, it's fragmentary and juxtapatory and uh, difficult in a way uh, for me. Uh, it's about my late mother and also the catastrophic world following her death and the also poem of love and of hope. Thank you so much. Gone for Helen. Gone like a raven, black hair and feathers, and the black eye that sees fire and the remains on the ground from a massacre. Gone, wind-swept hair, paper-thin skin, words, I used to wrap myself in you like a blanket. On Soho streets, I have not walked for so long. In front of Museum of Contemporary Art, I ache. We held hands, palm to palm. Rock, little baby, don't you cry. Mama's gonna sing you a lullaby. Gone. Stream cold season anxious spring. Downtown streets too painful to walk because you are no longer walking them with me. You are a leaf, a monarch, a spirit. You walk beside me, a glow of light. Beaming searchlights on streets where leaves blow. I took photographs in Fargo, North Dakota, downtown art bars, cafes with Seattle artists painting. A world apart, 
empty, more so without you. Gone, raven beak, hard, sharp talons, big black bird with wingspan for mountains. Reading a book on the French Revolution, generations seethe with desire, hope, fear, and sadness, cold sorrow, blood-stained snow. Sing, I must sing. I grow my hair long, like the overhanging trees of mournful willows in Kew Gardens. I search a meditative circle, search for you in a circle of sticks, stones, geometric patterns. O oh, river flow, flow as rivers shall, in states of beauty. I mourn, on edge, in despair. I see chains, broken, movements of history, broken, force of movement, standing at a wall of corporate sponsors. My people, you have had enough. At the edge, sleeping, to lay down in the margins of the page, holding out for love, held up in anguish, guns of love, shot down, how radiant the flowers. O oh, raven and tree, above the moon, a grass lawn, bathed in street lamps and memories that haunt my skin cracking across the wrist. O oh, raven, black-eyed raven, ghost in the trees, icicles hang and clang together, music of ice-cold aquatic capillaries, gestures of arms moving with sure aim through the perils of empty space. Thank you so much. It was wondrous to be here. for a Welsh-born poet now, who currently lives in Hampshire in the United Kingdom, who enjoys outdoors, growing her own vegetables, reading films and socialising with friends, while working as a children and young persons counsellor in schools and private practice. She has been writing for over 18 years, mainly poetry, but also fiction and articles. She's been published in places like Flights, the fantastic online journal from Flight of the Dragonflies, and also appeared in their first publication, Take Flight. Her performances all began about seven years ago at Insight, an LGBTQ plus event. And since then, she's performed at Polari, moving voices and regular at the dragonflies and thankfully she's also been a regular here with us at eat the storms i am delighted to hand you over to the fantastic returning stormer this is faith joanne hi my name's faith joanne i'm from north wales but now i live in hampshire i'm pansexual and i'm gender fluid the poem i'm going to read is called my younger self today I met my younger self. Out of the blue, there she was, 
In she walked, sat down, looking at the wall next to me or at the floor. As she spoke to me, I did a double take. Was she real? Where did she come from? Were we actually related? No, but yes. With her freckly face, strawberry blonde hair, alternative clothes, obviously her own unique style. Not just in appearance, but the presence of her felt like me, when I was her age. I tried to suppress my thoughts, the feelings it brought up as she opened up in her own way. The shock when she sometimes made eye contact. Her eyes seemed to burn through me, unsettling but sweet. She was totally unaware of how beautiful she is, how interesting she is. Her struggle with anxiety and depression, socially awkward but so open to those who got her, loved her, for who she is. How timid she seemed but suddenly so strong. I had a feeling that she was more similar when she gently came out to me. The relief on her face, also on mine, this mini-me staring back at me. When she could stand my own gaze, totally unaware of the effect she had on me. It made me want to laugh. It made me want to cry. How lucky she was. How brave she is. The big dreams she had. I wanted them to come true. But knowing, if she was really like me, then the journey would not be straightforward, but worth the ride. I was glad that she lived in a kinder world, with her sexuality about to blossom. I knew, if I had been aware of my own at her age, things would be so different. I would have been rejected by my family, worse than when I actually did as an adult. I would have been separated from my peers, asked to repent of my sins, gay demons cast out of me, locked in a room until I was pure again, straight, unhappy, traumatised, hating my parents and the world I'd grown up in. Then what? More than likely I would have chosen what seemed the only option, to leave this world, a wasted life, all because I loved differently from them. For you, life will be that much easier, with a loving family and supportive friends. So all I can say is grab life with both hands, lift up your head, look me in the eye, smile, knowing you are free to be yourself, free to dream, free to live out your dreams and more. Thank you. I'm delighted to say now we have another returning stormer to the podcast, a queer New York writer who resides in the Hudson Valley in the States. He is a contributing editor of creative nonfiction with Barron magazine and his work has appeared in places like X-Ray Literary Magazine, Black Bow Poetry, Had and Maudlin House to name but a few. Two of his chapbooks are often pulled down from my bookshelves and they are I Always Wanted to Be a Bond Girl published by Daily Drunk Press and Sick Haddison from Finishing Line Press from which you're going to hear a poem today. 
Taking a break from swimming in mountain lakes and climbing very tall things, this is the fabulous Ryan Norman. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Norman and I am a confessional poet from New York. And I'm so happy to be here on Eat the Storms today for the Pride edition. The poem that I'm going to read is called The Moon is My Mother and it is part of my chapbook, Cicada Song. It originally appeared on All, All Guts, No Glory. The moon is my mother. I'm water all the time, since I left you on the shore to shout against the tiny wake of lake's wet feet. I pushed against the weight of water, tugging at my shirt, and stared into the cratered face of the moon, more battered than me. She pulled my tides, revealed hidden parts of me. Her crescent crown illuminated my downfall. Her voice called into my body, shivered me, shoulder deep. She grasped my arms and pulled me back to shore, where I laid all water to confirm the moon is my mother now. Thank you, Damien, so much for inviting me, and thank you to everyone who was listening. It is now time to welcome our final guest to this Pride episode of Eat the Storms. And no Pride episode would really and truly be complete without my next guest. Because since the start of this podcast, she has been a champion supporter along with her wife, Kath. And every week they prepare fantastic edible treats to accompany each episode. And almost every season she has joined us to read some of her poetry since the very beginning when she was here to celebrate her magnificent debut poetry collection, Magnifying Glass, which came out in 2020 with Black Eyed Publishing. Always in love with the bio that she sends me. This one says she loves the coast, peculiar things, her wife, of course, and the scent of ice cream freezers. And the poem that she's going to read today was originally published in Queer Writing for a Brave New World by Out on the Page. This is a sensational seasoned stormer, Sue Finch. Museum of a Life. Exhibit A, the bath where she was made to wash by her first lover. Exhibit B, the shower where she was lime soaked by her second. Exhibit C, an unwritten postcard from Herm where she floated in the bay laughing with her third. Exhibit D, dinner plate of sliced tomatoes kaleidoscoped with red onion rounds drizzled in olive oil, photo, France. Exhibit E, white bread roll, origin, Las Vegas. Exhibit F, Barcelona street map, displayed here in the front pocket of the rucksack she wore against her breasts to minimise the risk from pickpockets. Exhibits G to I, the green carnation, the dropped pound coin, and the fucking hostile badge from the blind date with the woman who went on to become her wife. Exhibit J, the stars she couldn't believe she saw when she tipped the bucket chair back so much she fell and hit her head. Exhibit K, the missed beat from the intro to the first dance at her wedding. Exhibit L, 
60 watt light bulb previously inserted into her mouth while she pretended to be a lamp on a car journey back from Whitstable. Exhibit M, the orgasm she had while watching Wendy James from the edge of the stage, Hammersmith Odeon, 1989. Exhibit N, yellow sailing trousers and blue t-shirt from the Saturday night disco at Manchester Pride, year unrecorded. Exhibit O, the kitchen counter she leant on to tell her mum she was gay. Exhibit P, her mum, who already knew, who had done for years and wondered why she hadn't said it herself sooner. Exhibit Q, snakebite and black from the bottom of her boots the night she danced with Chris's girlfriend. Exhibit R, two Dolly Parton backstage passes and associated meet and greet photos. Exhibit S, a jar of Smurfs. Exhibit T, Ronnie, cuddly toy and photogenic alter ego, purchased Chester Zoo, 2002. Exhibit U to V, black velvet smoking jacket and size 10 jeans. Exhibit W to Z, this space is reserved for future exhibits. Thank you. Well, whether it is the evening, the morning or the afternoon, we have now come to the very end of this very special Pride episode of Eat the Storms, the Poetry Podcast. My name is Damien B. Donnelly and I want to truly thank each of you for tuning in, for listening episode after episode, season after season, for coming back for more, for asking to take part, for listening, for sharing, for caring, for giving us your time and certainly today. For listening to a community that has battled to get to the place where it is and yet in some countries it feels like we're slipping backwards while in other places we are still far too far behind. So I cannot tell you how invaluable it is just to be able to share our words, our visions and our thoughts here with you. This special Pride episode has been made absolutely incredibly wonderful by my sensational guests today. And they have been Simon Madrill, Barney Ashton Buller, Chris Tice, Derek Coyle, Elizabeth Gady, Emma Clousley, Faith Joanne, JP Seabright, our Pride Poet of the Week, Jude Marr, Manny, Rachel Handley, Sue Finch, Dominic J. Sweeney, Mark Ward, David Hanlon, Ryan Norman, Charles K. Carter, Ryan Gibbs, Robert Freed Kenter, and myself, Damien B. Donald. For details on each of these creators, you can head over to www.ethestorms.com, click on the podcast section called Listen to the Podcast, and there you'll find a blog post for every episode. This was Season 7, The Pride Poetry Party, and on that blog post you will find bios, 
photos and social media handles so you can explore more of their work and perhaps even purchase a collection or two. And if you want to go even further, maybe you can send them an email, drop them a DM or an Instagram message to say just how much you enjoyed listening to them today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Podbean, Player FM, Overcast, Pocketcast, Castbox, Podcast Addicts and iTunes. And over the next eight weeks, we will continue with season seven. But for today, the key word, certainly for this episode, has been pride. I'm going to leave you with another quote now from James Baldwin, the author of Giovanni's Room. And this from his conversations with James, where he said, everybody's journey is individual. If you fall in love with a boy, you fall in love with a boy. The fact that many Americans, and in brackets here, I myself am adding the word humans, end brackets, consider it a disease, says much more about them than it does about homosexuality. My name is Damien B. Donnelly, a proud gay man, and it took me such a long time to be able to come to terms with my own self, my own identity, my own sexuality, to accept it, to see it not as a sin, But through all those years of doubt, of bullying, of shame, of loss, of being lost, from the age of perhaps nine to 19, having the ability to take a pen and put my thoughts down onto paper as poetry is certainly one of the biggest things that saved me. So I'm going to leave you today by saying, if you can take a pen or a crayon or a pencil and a piece of paper and whatever is weighing you down, write it down or draw it and read it or look at it and then let it take flight and no longer be weighed down by it. We are worth more than the things we have to carry on our back. Until next time, stay proud and of course, stay bloody poetic! Oh, thank you.